Hey guys, on the last show of 2014, we go out with a bang. Tony and I talk about our holiday celebrations and share with you guys what we got for Christmas. That's right, Josh in the Off the Cuff Jeep Tip segment talks about how to prepare for snow wheeling and some do's and don'ts when heading out for winter jeeping adventures. And we end the year on a high note with a very special game of Amazon's You Bought and What. All that, some Facebook reviews, and another great round of voicemails on this week's XJ Talk Show. Hey, wave monkey. and UPS woefully behind schedule as they try and keep up with the massive amounts of returns of the new Jeep Cherokee. Full report coming up right after this. Bienvenidos al XJ Talk Show, un podcast acerca de aventuras off-road en Jeep Cherokees y entrevistas con los que manejan y mueven el mundo de las carreras off-road. Ahora, aquí están sus presentadores, Tony y Josh. ¿Dónde está Superman? I don't know what it means, I just like saying it. This is Tony, this is episode 109 of the XJ Talk Show. Here's my co-host. I'm Josh, uh, or Yosh sometimes, otherwise known as NW99XJ or Northwest99XJ. I selected our Spanish intro in honor of the tamales and these, I don't know what they're called, Josh. My wife keeps telling me and I can't, I have no really reference uh, and no brain power. I'm usually crunching. They're like round tortillas with uh, sugar and cinnamon on them. So they're crunchy and sweet and fried. I mean, my God, if you could, well... I can't say it. It's a family show. It's as close to perfect as you can get. <laughs> Man, you had me at fried. <laughs> <laughs> so those things were good. Uh, my mother-in-law cooked up a storm and brought a lot of things over. And uh, we had uh, all kinds of goodies. Uh, there was some pulled pork there. I'm not a big pulled pork fan. Uh, we had, uh, yeah, <gasps> I'm not. Uh, it's too dry. You got to put a lot of crap on it. Uh, I'm just not, uh, not, not a fan. I'm going to have to come down there and show you Texas boys how we make pulled pork up here in the Northwest. Well, that's kind of the problem with barbecue uh, in other parts of the country. It's uh, it's, uh, it's pork, and that's not right. It's like a, a sin against nature. Yeah, oh, so it's got to be beef. Next, it's got to be beef. Next, you're going to tell me you don't like bacon. Uh, you could <laughs> just damn well be out of a job, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> Well, if you guys don't know, we're here for the uh, xjtalk.com website. It's a, uh, the, I'm sorry, I'm acting like it's not. It's the premier Jeep Cherokee website and not one of those bastardized 2014s either. It's for real Jeeps and real Jeepers, uh, the kinds that go off-road. And that includes me, damn it, because I've been off-road. I've put up a video. I've proved it. I've been off at least yep. once, right? That's right. Yeah, Tony got a little bit of a bad time. Uh, I think it was the last show. There's yeah. some there's some YouTube responses out there, and and uh, well, we had a voice call in, a voicemail call in, and and uh, claim that Tony never takes his Jeep off road. And well, of course, a an instant reply had to have been made, and uh, and Tony jumped right over to our YouTube channel and uh, posted up a quick reply, a video reply of him being off road in his Jeep Cherokee. Yeah, it was about. Th- three generations back of changes <laughs> i was gonna say i was gonna say that that video did look like it was a bit dated because i know that you've had uh, well quite a bit of uh, of mod work done to the jeep since then yeah yeah that sure has been but uh, but uh, i think the uh, i think what denver d1 said he had never seen a picture of uh, any mud on my jeep and there was definitely you know mud on the jeep and it was definitely off-road yeah i, yeah. I have not taken the jeep off-road that much uh not certainly not as much as i would like to and then of course here recently uh Actually, I've been fighting uh, running hot on the highway for the last like seven years or something. God, That's it's been, been forever. Wild. And whenever it whenever it finally got solved, uh, uh, I was just you wouldn't believe how happy I was on the inside. I mean, it just oh yeah. I didn't I didn't really state it, but I was like giddy as a schoolgirl because that meant that I could drive the thing further than just going back and forth to work. Well, uh, recently I, I was talking about my motor mount issues, and uh, and before that, I I could have sworn it was something in my front end. Uh, whether uh, initially I thought it could have been my, my control arms, uh, the bushings inside the control arms. I rebuilt oh. the joints and the noise was still kind of there. Uh, it felt like my front end was moving around underneath the Jeep. And then I started thinking, oh, geez, man, I wonder if it's a gear issue. You know, I've, I've heard horror stories of, of uh, the preload on the backlash going out and the carrier kind of start floating around inside the diff. And I have been in there. I have messed around. Mm-hmm. You know, I put in the Spartan locker about a year or so ago. 
And, uh, and it's, although that's acting fine and great and it works and everything, I was worried that maybe I had done something wrong and it's taken this long to surface and to find out that it was, well, simply just a motor mount issue. Oh man, what a relief. I was like, well, I can do that in my sleep. Come on now. Well, you can, you you can price it in your head and you know how much, and you know how much time it's going to take you. So the worry is gone. And that's the whole problem with going off road, especially if you haven't taken your Jeep off road very much. I think I've been three times, uh, I mean, like officially off-road park, uh, three three or four times maybe. Uh, I mean, I've done one unofficially over here uh, illegally next to the uh, – <laughs> where I think I told you about it. It was a, uh, a subdivision that never came to fruition, and uh, a lot of the four-wheel drives go out there, and it's usually mud. But uh, So I've been out there before. I, I love it. It's fun. But you, you worry about if you have a daily driver – you worry about, are you going to be able to make it to work or are you going to be spending your Sunday fixing whatever it was that, that you didn't think was going to go wrong, but did so. And, and that's actually happened to me back when my Jeep was a daily driver, uh, something would happen and not necessarily a trail break, but you know, I've, I've actually discussed it on the, on the show before where driving on my way to work and all of a sudden a U joint and the axle goes yes. out, uh, you know, something like that. And it's, it's just these, these unplanned things that now granted, will happen with time with just about any vehicle. Now, of course, taking the Jeeps off-road and stuff like that, it does put a little bit of an extra strain on them, and and parts may wear out a little bit faster. But again, now, our XJs were designed to go off-road. And, uh, and well, you know, even with that being said, uh, sometimes parts will break. And on a daily driver, man, out on the trail, that's just the worst feeling, at, uh, worst feeling ever. Well, you know, it's to be expected, too. But the thing is, is that, and, and what I was, uh, what I was, trying to articulate and not doing a very good job of it was um, if you haven't done uh, gone off road very much you don't know what your jeep can when it can take how much how much effort are you going to be putting into this thing to try to get to work the next day now certainly these folks that um, that have uh, trailers or have other alternatives where they can just uh, drag it back home in some way or, or buddies that have a truck a tow rig and a trailer that they can uh, drag you back and then drive something else the next day it uh, certainly makes a big difference. So uh, I don't mind. And, and I will say there was kind of a negative comment on Facebook. Uh, one of our Facebook friends, Josh, was kind of given uh, uh, Denver D1 a negative comment in the, oh. on Facebook. And I, I said there, and I want to say here, it was all in good fun. Uh, yes, Denver yes. D1 is a great friend uh, of the show. I uh, love it when he calls in. He always has very uh, funny uh, comments on, uh, on the voicemail. We appreciate it. Uh, don't give Denver D1 a hard time. Uh, uh, very much a friend of the show. Very much just being funny. Uh, so you know, don't worry, yeah, don't worry about it. <laughs> we we we've uh, said time and time again that that XJTalk.com and of course here on the XJ Talk Show is you know the friendliest site around. And and as far as Jeep sites go, uh, you probably don't have a a a friendlier place to go for information where you're not going to be you know ribbed or hazed or, or any of that stuff. Now, the kind of stuff that Denver D1 does with us, it's just like sibling rivalry. Uh, you know, we love you, Denver, man. I just keep calling in. That That's great. Don't worry about the folks that are bad-mouthing you. They just don't know the backstory. Mm-hmm. And uh, really, that that love really generated back uh, last year, last season, uh, about mid-season with uh, The Walking Dead. And, and Tony and I kind of went down a little bit of a <laughs> rabbit trail with uh, some Walking Dead talk right in the middle of, of a Jeep uh, podcast here. And, and, well, Denver called us out on it. And ever since then... There's kind of been a very, uh, you know, uh, kind of a, a behind-the-scenes understanding, and this relationship is kind of formed, and and it's and it's been really great, and and I, man, I'd miss it if that was gone. Yeah, and to be honest, we kind of started it with our, uh, <laughs> with the whole promo thing, and made him believe that we were yeah. going to be making that a regular of the show, and and uh, really got him good. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's a it's a back and forth, guys. So don't worry about it. <laughs> I know, and I know several of uh, of you guys like giving me a hard time about it too. So uh, I know you're on that side of the of the fence. No one saving grace is in that uh, that voicemail that Denver D1 left us was uh, he said something positive about red jeeps at the end. So you know there oh. you go. <laughs> and as yeah, we all that, and as we all know, ooh, red jeeps are sexy. <laughs> You notice, how, yeah. you notice how, how Josh's smile goes away when I play that? <laughs> yeah, Denver's uh, Denver's tagline. He's uh, well, of course now you got that drop queued up on a moment's notice, but uh, but Denver's <laughs> Denver's tagline there. He's he's all about keeping it red. Keep it red. So, yeah, 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 keep it red. <laughs> so tell me about your uh, about your Christmas, Josh. What did you get? What did you get your Jeep? 
Well, I didn't get the Jeep anything. I, I guess my last purchase was uh, was the the throttle body spacer that I've still got around here somewhere, but uh, it hasn't gone around anywhere. It's, it was used. Uh, I haven't done anything with the Jeep because really my focus the last uh, month or so has been on Christmas. Uh, I had a fundraiser that I that I DJed with a with an off road group here recently. Um, that was just spectacular. Um, but didn't get the Jeep anything really. Uh, I did get a toy kind of for the Jeep and kind of for off-roading. Uh, I got I got a new uh, GoPro 3, GoPro Hero 3 for Christmas this year. So uh, expect some very spectacular off-road footage uh, coming up here the next, uh, the next season. Excellent. That's good to hear. Yeah, is that the one that you can control from uh, with your cell phone via Bluetooth or Wi-Fi yeah. or something? Yeah, well, I can get the little backpack. It's an accessory that goes with it. I didn't get the the big fat granddaddy, you know, super fat package uh, that has all the bells and whistles. I, you know, I got about the midline, um, the midline one of them. Uh, but honestly, it's <laughs> it's better than my point and shoot and my my crappy cell phone. So uh, no complaints here whatsoever. I did get a uh, uh, now it comes with a couple of different cases and uh, and I did get a mount with it. Um, uh, one of those alligator clip flexi arm type of mounts that, uh, that is just absolute beef. Uh, and so that's going to get, uh, that's going to get hooked up to rock rails, roof rack, uh, antenna. I don't know where the heck I'm going to put that thing. It's going to get put all over the place. So yeah, look for Look forward to some, uh, some really cool videos coming up here very soon. You know, uh, I was listening to, uh, Dan on the four by four podcast the other day and he had a, uh, and I don't know how many shows back this was cause I'm a little behind on the shows. Um, mm-hmm. and, and that's the only time you'll ever hear me say little behind, um, the, uh, <laughs> but he was, uh, doing a, an interview with somebody, uh, from Ram, I'm sorry, Ram mounts and, yep. and they have yep. a bunch of, I wasn't aware of this until hearing this interview there. They have a bunch of, uh, uh, mounts that you can put the GoPros on. And, uh, the, the guy was actually talking about how in the, uh, Red Bull that, uh, Red Bull sponsored a big jump from the edge of space, the guy in the balloon. Yeah. All everything in that damn capsule was ram mount. The parachute oh, the really? parachute may have been held on by a ram mount. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> but but it's uh, and they have one on the International Space Station as well, or at least one ram mount on the on the IIS and our ISS and mm-hmm. uh, so you know, I'm going to have a, a closer look at some of these ram mount products. Uh, I had looked at one to hold a laptop in the Jeep. And it was something in the order of two hundred and something bucks, so I I, I stopped looking. <laughs> but, well, that, that's the RAM mounts for the for those of you guys who don't know RAM mounts. Uh, they it's a mounting system, and and you can mount a tablet to your windshield if you want. You can mount your laptop to your uh you know your transmission tunnel. You can mount any sort of device to just about any sort of surface that you can possibly imagine, and have different you know arms and armatures and joints and stuff like that. And the stuff is just bulletproof it's built like a tank solid cast steel and stuff aluminum parts that are you know full billet machined out all anodized and looking pretty i've i've actually uh dealt with some of the ram mount equipment myself personally in some of the design work i've done uh for my uh for my profession and and some of their some of their larger stuff which is i mean really heavy heavy duty uh type of stuff but on my motorcycle in fact i've got a ram mount on the tank for a gps unit now that was from the previous owner but nonetheless, it's got the uh, you know the RAM on it, and uh, and it's it's definitely something that I'm you know be looking forward to getting a G- little GPS unit for you know tracking and stuff like that, and get that thing mounted up there, folks. If you don't know RAM mount already, and you're looking at putting something like uh, maybe the Torque app and a little Bluetooth dongle uh, for some uh, real time vehicle diagnostics out on the trail, and you want somewhere to mount your tablet or a larger smartphone or something like that, check out the RAM mount stuff. It's definitely cool, and it'll definitely have a solution for your needs. Yep, it was. Uh, it was very interesting. Uh, the interview I heard was very interesting. Just do a. Uh, I'm sure you can just do a Google search for four by four podcast and uh, Ram mount uh, interview, and uh, you can uh, listen to that uh, lengthy interview. It was, uh, like I said, very interesting, very informative. Yep, absolutely. So, speaking of informative, how was your Christmas? It was really good. I already mentioned about the food. Uh, I uh, I want to do a quick shout out to my uh, my two daughters. Um, they uh, got me a Doctor Who clock. I'm a Doctor. Hey, Who, that's cool. Is it Doctor a Who Tardis fan? Shape or something? Or no, it's a round clock. But it has. Uh, let me see if I can grab it here real quick. 
And of course, Tony is uh, doing an exercise in some fantastic podcasting and radio there by uh, <laughs> showing us uh, over the air uh, what he's talking about. Yeah, and if you guys aren't aware, uh, we do a, a live uh, video feed on YouTube when we record the podcast. So uh, when you when we talk about, look at this, and Josh making that face, and oh my gosh, Josh, put your clothes back on. Uh, <laughs> we're talking about the video feed that we have. Uh, Josh, got, Josh is a, a little picture in a picture on the main uh, display here. And if you would like to, uh, you can see the... See the show uh, after it's been recorded, I mean, after it's been sent out live by going to YouTube, to our youtube.com slash user slash xjtalk, and uh, look at it there. Be a subscriber. You'll get uh, notifi notified whenever there are new videos that, that are up. There's at least a new video every week, uh, sometimes more than that, like uh, our recent uh, incandescent versus uh, LED, uh, where I show the difference between uh, some KC off-road lights and some uh, fairly inexpensive uh, LED light bars. So anyway... And, and to interject very quickly sure. here uh, to date by far probably one of the best side-by-side uh, -side comparison videos of incandescent versus LED so if you guys are in the market for some LED lights or you're just not quite sure seeing that video might just put you push you over the edge yeah I know it can be a little nerve-wracking uh, looking at something that's uh, you know 130 bucks and you know how bright is this thing gonna be and am I, am I gonna be out of money here on, on eBay eBay's always scary uh, just look yeah. at the seller rating, and uh, it'll it'll help you. And look at the, the lumens that uh, they they say it is. Anyway, so here's the uh, the Doctor Who clock. Boy, uh, you can see the and get an angle here, so it, I'm not showing the the screen. But uh, I was very happy about this. My uh, my youngest daughter got this for me, and uh, I'm sure she did because uh, I am a fan of Doctor Who. But I recently, probably within the last year, uh, maybe maybe two years, I uh, I mentioned Doctor Who to both my girls. And nope. uh, one, my youngest, just became a, a huge fan of Doctor Who and watches it a lot. She couldn't believe that it was so funny and so good. And, oh, it's got all the doctors around the... Yes, uh, yes. Around the, oh, okay. And I, was, I and I was pointing out to him, this one sucked, this one sucked. This one wasn't so bad. <laughs> this one was a good one, you know. <laughs> and uh, she also got me something that I, I wanted from when this movie came out. It's the, uh, the Incredibles video, but it's, uh, it's on high def. And oh, yeah. uh, the Incredibles uh, movie was just wonderful. And I went to get a copy of it uh, on DVD right after it came out. And they mm -hmm. wanted 20 bucks for the silly thing. Oh. And I, I mean, I understand, you know, it was a very good movie. And I, I really wanted it. But I wasn't going to pay those tw stinking no. 20 bucks. No. So, no, not for so, that. I mean, the, the way the price of the videos is coming down. I mean, I don't even. Blu-rays can't be twenty dollars a video nowadays. That's got to be some sort of uh, extended director's cut, uh, limited edition. Well, no, that, no, that's back or, when they first came out. Right after the movie came out, they wanted twenty bucks okay. for it, and uh, and, and okay. I, I didn't buy it. I, I've wanted it all this time, and here it is. Gosh, what is it? Been out for? It's been out ten years or something, and and here it is. Now I've got a copy of it, and it's on HD, so that's even better. And, and my point is, the whenever you can uh, have most anything you want, whether it be your Jeep or parts for your Jeep or whatever, and, and people, and I'm, I'm very hard to buy for because I get stuff all the time. And, yeah. you know, and I get the stuff that I like all the time. And I try to get my, my girls and my wife things that they like throughout the year. Uh, but uh, I'm very hard to buy for. So it's wonderful when people, uh, especially your children, buy you things not necessarily because they're buying you something and giving it to you but because they have paid attention to what's important to you <laughs> man that's 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 a really good feel good moment right there well you it, know it certainly well, made me feel good because they've been paying attention she knew i wanted that movie for a long time you get the confirmation that oh you have been listening to what i've been saying this whole time that's that's great this is just some little indication that that the ears are open and that you're receiving, you're hearing what I'm saying. Not that you're just, not just that you're hearing, but you're also listening. Yep. And, uh, of course, uh, my, uh, my oldest daughter got me some Hickory farms goodies, the summer oh, sausage, uh, some, uh, jalapeno cheese and some yeah. of those Hickory farm crackers. Now, uh, a quick shout out. I don't know if you guys are aware of it or not, but, uh, uh, in the xjtalk.com family, we also have a, uh, a Wrangler site, wranglertalk.com. And uh, another fun thing that I like to do is amateur radio. And we have a couple of amateur radio operators, not only on xgtalk.com and wranglertalk.com, but we have a website called 
didadit.com. And man, that doesn't get much nerdier than the Doctor Who clock. <laughs> That's uh, the didadit is uh, is Morse code. And uh, yep. you can uh, actually, we'll have it in the show notes, but it's uh, actually uh, how you uh, sound out or write out uh, the dots and dashes from Morse code. But it's uh, didadit.com, which is uh, uh, R. And whenever you're in doing Morse code and you're sending uh, messages back and forth, the first thing you do after somebody's sent you a message is you send R and the wait R and then R. That means I received what you sent. So that's the yeah. name of the site. The name of the site is basically R, but it's written out in uh, in Morse code. And that's five minutes of my life that uh, or your life that you won't get back. Anyway, <laughs> the, the point is is that uh, recently uh, Pre-Runner 1982 did a review uh, on uh, uh, com, And uh, also I think we played it here on uh, XJTalk.com for uh, this little radio. This is a, uh, gosh, I'm going to mess up the, the name, uh, Bofang. Bofang. Bofang, yeah. UV5R Transceiver Plus. I, uh, I got one of these things. This is actually, you know, uh, Josh uh, mentioned in the opener about the UPS uh, uh, FedEx debacle. I was one <laughs> of those people that didn't get presents that I was expecting because uh-huh. UPS. And uh, uh, it was a uh, Xbox One game that didn't come in. And this radio. And I got this radio here in this little box for my, uh, my youngest son, who's, uh, gosh, he's like 26 or something now who showed an interest in uh, amateur radio a few years ago, uh, probably 10 years ago, and uh, he was uh, spinning around on the dial listening to the HF frequencies, which is uh, the the frequencies that you can talk all around the world on. And uh, within about uh, 15 minutes, he came out of my room and said, "Uh, what happened? I I mean, I asked him, I said, what happened? He goes, oh, I got tired of listening to it. Really? You seemed interested. He goes, well, I figured out it was just a bunch of old men. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope he wasn't looking for a, a date or something, was he? <laughs> no, he was just looking for so, some uh, some people that were in his age range and, uh, you know, be yeah. able to have something uh, to talk about that was similar. Uh, uh, he didn't really think about the amateur radio being the thing that is similar, and that's what you talk about. So anyway, mm-hmm. I, I give you guys an idea of the size of this radio. There's nothing that goes on the bottom of this. I mean, there's a, a battery that goes on the back of it. But this is this is a handy talkie. Uh, you guys that are, aren't aren't savvy with amateur radio stuff would probably just call it a walkie-talkie. But this little thing puts out five watts. There's a little antenna that goes on here. It's only about yay long. I guess that would be about six or seven inches long. And uh, uh, the battery goes on the back of this thing. And you can talk thirty miles easy on this, if not uh, if not further. This little radio does uh, uh, 2 meters and 70 centimeters, so it's a dual-band radio. It costs me 40 bucks. Yeah, those things are, are definitely coming down in price. Uh, I mean, yeah, I think you can pick them up now for you know, around yeah, 30, 40 bucks or something like that. Well, the the and, pluses uh, cost more. You can get one for 30 or a single-bander for, for less, but this is the dual-bander. Okay, so it's the plus that makes it the dual band, right? Uh, no, I think they have a, a, a U5. I'm not, I'm not looking at the front of the a thing. U5R and like a U5R plus or something like that. I, yeah, uh, and I'm not I sure was, what the plus means, but uh, here's a picture on the cover that you can get a better idea of what it looks like overall. And you know, Josh, I was messing with it earlier. The display changes colors. So it goes, uh-huh. it goes it's purple, kind of a, a lavender color. Whenever you're just uh, when you just have it on and the screen's on the LCD's on, and if you mm-hmm. receive a signal, it turns blue, and if you talk on it, it turns red. And I'm sure that you can adjust all that stuff through the menu. But they oh, they did a lot of stuff with this little thing. Feature packed, and it's I mean, if, from what I gather, it's not much bigger than a cell phone. I mean, as far it's as smaller you know, than that. I mean, thickness wise, it's thicker. But as far thickness. as how how wide and long, oh, I'm sorry, guys, it's not that kind of show. It's <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying that the handy talkie is a little is really small. Well, folks, and and this is a t- kind of thing that, and again, you, you need to have at least a, a a technician's license from the FCC. It's a very fairly easy test to 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 get. I've been studying for a while now, off and on. I'm way behind schedule uh, on getting my uh, on getting my license, but uh, with a license and one of those. Uh, you can transmit and receive signals from up on the mountain, out on the trail, somewhere where you would most likely not get cell phone reception uh, and certainly not be able to to get out or receive much with a CB. 
These things will fill in that blank, so to speak. And, uh, and if you're stranded or worse and need help, uh, there's nothing better than something just like that, uh, having it at your disposal to, to get the word out that you need help. Uh, and, and just the, <clears throat> the, the five minutes or so that I played with it, uh, it has, uh, you can switch it over to FM, the FM, the regular FM broadcast band and mm-hmm. listen to FM radio on it. So it's a, it's a, it's a great emergency radio. Uh, I mean, it really, really is. It's so small, powerful. Uh, it's got a lithium ion battery on it. Uh, you got, you know, I'll, uh, I mean, if you go over to xjtalk.com and seek out pre-runner 1982 or, uh, by the same name on did uh, you can ask him, he's had one for probably six months or longer. Uh, I think he is a, a general class, uh, amateur radio operator. Now I can't remember. I think he actually got it before he, he got the license, which, which you can do, but, yeah. but do not make the mistake of transmitting on it. It's not like CB. Uh, nope. they will hunt you down and turn yeah. you over to the FCC. <laughs> you may get a, get away with it for a while. Hey, but, you thought the IRS was bad. <laughs> yeah. Hams are that way. They, they really protect their, uh, spectrum and, uh, yeah, that's true. it's there. There's not going to have, they're not going to have any of that shenanigans like the uh, happened on the CB back in the seventies. So anyway, um, what else is going on? Anything, uh, Christmassy? Uh, did we beat that dead horse? Uh, I, I, well, I, I, I didn't can, read through the all of the show notes there, and I just want to make sure we're not missing something. Yeah, no, I mean, I could go on and on about how much I did not get under the tree, but I'm going to be grateful for what I did get and uh, and being able to spend time with uh, with family and friends and, and have just an, a phenomenal meal. Uh, two meals, in fact, uh, Christmas Eve, I uh, cooked for the in-laws, and then Christmas uh, was my family and, and, and friends as well. And, uh, and just, you know, two days of, of presents and family and friends and really good food and conversation, just good times all around, man. It's, it's been one heck of a Christmas season. Well, I hope that all you guys, even the ones that had to work, I hope that, uh, you were able to enjoy your, uh, your Christmas, uh, whether it be at the, the regular time, uh, that, uh, we all get to, or, uh, afterwards, uh, or even coming up this weekend, I was uh, talking to a lady at work, uh, today and found out that. Uh, their grandkids uh, weren't were not available for Christmas, uh, so they're not actually having Christmas until Saturday. So, oh, wow. uh, so well, I, hey, at least they get to have it. That that's the important part. Yeah, I mean, she was okay with it, uh, and uh, I don't know about you, Josh, but I kind of have a low after Christmas because there's there's a build up to it, and then it's there, and then it's over. So, yeah. I mean, they kind of get to experience it twice. They get the the rise <laughs> up. You know, here's the twenty fifth, and they ain't doing nothing. They're not working. So, you know, they're just relaxing. And then here comes the weekend and they, they get to celebrate it. So not such a bad deal. I think. No, no. Sounds good. XJTalk.com is where you go when you're not off road. And now you can go to XJTalk.com when you're off road too. Using your smartphone, install the tap a talk app, then search for XJTalk. Take XJ Talk with you wherever you go. Jury duty, dinner with your spouse's parents, even, well, anywhere you need your XJ Talk fix. XJTalk.com. It's where you go when you're not off road. First week in G. Tony and I kind of went over what we got for Christmas. What did you get for Christmas? Did you get a new Jeep? I bet not. But if you came from the loins of the Terminator, I bet you did. TMZ has reported that Arnold Schwarzenegger has gifted his illegitimate love child, Joseph Buena, a brand new Jeep for Christmas. That's right. The 66-year-old actor traveled up to Bakersfield and personally delivered the 16-year-old a brand spanking new 2014 Jeep Wrangler Rubicon. The kid is said to be ecstatic about his new Jeep. Well, of course he is. Come on now. Now, who wouldn't be stoked about getting a brand spanking new top-of-the-line Wrangler personally delivered by Arnie himself? And even though he doesn't have a driver's license yet, and I'm talking about the kid, not Arnold, he tried to sneak it out secretly to take it out for a spin, but was caught by his mother, Mildred, who quickly put a stop to it. Well, just goes to show, even if you're a spoiled brat, you can still try and get away and have some fun. Now, here's a feel-good story of perseverance and survival. A quadriplegic man struggled miles through the snow last week after his Jeep got stuck and left him stranded in the snow-covered Colorado mountains. Matt Jeepin, or Jeepin, Jeepin, hey, I'm going to go with Jeepin, why not? 32, he's 32 years old, was traveling Wednesday to Sylvan State Park to take a photo for a calendar he gives his mother each Christmas. 
The roads up there are really narrow, so in order to maintain progress and momentum, he went off the road into the mountainside and got completely stuck in the deep snow pockets. Now Matt, now stranded in the wilderness alone, could not attain a cell phone signal and decided to spend the night in his Jeep. Matt said, I didn't think I could walk out of there, and I was just like, well, I'm at the mercy of chance, so please, somebody come and buy and find me. It was really scary. It was freezing cold. He says he had to limit how much he used a heater in a Jeep. He only had a half a tank of gas at the time, and in case the worst were to happen, he wanted to make sure he could use it to warm up only when it was absolutely necessary. So after a frigid night in the Jeep and in an attempt to stay warm, Matt decided to try and dig his way out. Tried to dig out, dig out his Jeep Wrangler, but after failing to get it freed from the snow, the paralyzed man who was still feeling, or who still has some feeling uh, left in some of his limbs, set out into the snowy wilderness to seek help. That's right, guys. A paraplegic, after trying to free his Jeep by digging it out himself, only having partial means of use of all of his limbs, went out into the wilderness in a snowy mountain to try and find help. He says, my left side is pretty strong. I take one step with my left foot, push the wheelchair along like a walker, and drag my right foot behind, and I could maybe go about 10 or 20 paces. Now, crawling at times, Jeepin finally found a, a cold oasis in a park building more than four hours later. He then proceeded to break its window and dial 911 for help. But despite the experience, Jeepin says he won't hesitate to go back again. This time, however, he'll be sure to, be, uh, to tell someone before embarking on the journey. Now, that just goes to show you guys, uh, you know, that's just an, an amazing, amazing story of perseverance. I mean, just the will to survive, the will to live alone can overcome something like paralysis, at least to a certain extent. I mean, he still had, you know, his use of his, uh, some of his limbs, at least somewhat, uh, and just enough to kind of get him pushed around a little bit. Obviously, it wasn't enough to dig his way out of a, out of a snowbank, but nonetheless, uh, he was saved, he was rescued, and he's still alive today, and he's still going to be jeeping. So, jeeping, good for jeeping. <laughs> now, guys, I, I'd like to roll right into a Jeep tips, and it's kind of an impromptu here, and, and just have a brief discussion really quick about snow wheeling and trips like the one we heard in, in the story just a minute ago. Now, now the guy in, the, in this last story was extremely lucky, and of course, after the fact, he realized he went completely unprepared. Now, luckily, he didn't lose his life, but dozens of adventurous and off-road enthusiasts do use, uh, lose their lives every year. The bottom line? We'll just take a trip from our friends over at Warren, the people who make those awesome winches, whose slogan sums it up in just two words. Go prepared. Now, if you're planning a winter adventure, and let's face it, tis the season. Now, down in the Tony's neck of the woods in Texas, we well, probably don't have a whole lot of snow. Up here in the Pacific Northwest, and pretty much, well, most of us above the you know mid-plane of the United States, well, we're all seeing a little bit of snow and ice and, well, cold temperatures nonetheless. If you're planning a kind of a winter adventure and there's a chance you're going to be in some snow, here's some helpful advice I want to give you guys that, if nothing else, will help keep you alive and potentially get you home. Now, one that's very important, guys, never go alone. Now, the guy we heard in the story just a minute ago, he went alone. And luckily, he had enough wherewithal to really make it through. And if he was maybe a couple years later down the road and his paralysis had really set in, who knows? He might not have made it out alive. Uh, and if maybe he didn't have the kind of instincts that he did, maybe not have come across that building, there's a chance that he would have died out there in the wilderness. If you, it's just like swimming in open water, folks. It's best to use the buddy system here. Having another vehicle with you to aid in recovery or to get back to civilization is going to make the difference between getting out and getting out alive. And you also want to plan your trip, and I mean really plan it. Make sure you have a set plan, an itinerary, and alternates in case your path out becomes blocked. All too often, an avalanche or a down tree can spoil your exit plan. Make sure your maps are up to date, and be sure to check weather, pattern, weather patterns and forecasts. You don't want to end up getting stuck in a whiteout, end up having to spend this night out on the mountain just because you weren't watching the weather forecast. Now, you got to tell a friend. Better yet, tell two. Just like Matt up in the story just a minute ago, he didn't tell anybody. When you go out, you definitely want to let at least one person know. Better yet, tell a couple. Letting someone know where you're going and when will make sure that if you don't come back when you're supposed to, that help will be sent. Now, make sure you talk with the person or persons and let them know of all potential side routes that you might take. Make sure you let them know your vehicle make, model, and color, even most importantly, and license plate numbers, as well as a buffer time. And what that means is if you're due back by, say, you know, 5 o'clock p.m., but a recovery... You get a buddy get get stuck, or you yourself get stuck, and you guys need to you know some help out. Well, getting yourself winched out of that ditch or whatever takes you past that deadline, 
that the help is not sent when it's not necessarily needed. Usually about two hours is about average. So you should be back by five o'clock, but if you don't hear from me by seven, send help, that sort of thing. Now, in the case that, uh, well, something else happens and both vehicles break down, or you don't heed my advice and you go out alone, something like that, there's a device that you absolutely must carry with you, and it's called a SPOT, S-P-O-T. It doesn't stand for anything, but it's a satellite GPS messenger device and provides a vital line of communication with friends and family when you want it and emergency assistance when you need it. It uses 100% satellite technology. SPOT works virtually anywhere in the world, even where cell phones don't, uh, don't reach, all with the push of a button. SOS, SOS, help, check-in, and tracking features, plus a lot more, all built in and all at the press of a single button. Have one of these on hand. They're relatively inexpensive, and they could save your life, which makes them invaluable. Now, as I said earlier, those two special words, go prepared. Make sure you have all your available recovery gear. A winch could make all the difference in the world. So checking your winch, if you've got one before your trip to make sure it's in good working order, could save your life or, more importantly, somebody else's. You want to pack extra recovery gear as well. A come-along can act as an emergency alternative to a winch in case yours fails. Now, bring plenty of rope. Rope can help you out as far as, well, tying down a branch, moving a branch, uh, even making yourself uh, you know, a bit of a shelter. Uh, ropes can come in handy for a lot of reasons. Toe straps as well, and lots of D-rings. A snatch block will be an invaluable tool if you end up in a position where a straight line recovery is not an option. Chains are not essential, but if you know you're going to be in icy conditions, it might be a good idea to have a set with you. You want to carry some flares as well. These are not only good for marking your location and low visibility, but are also great for starting fires if you need to. Now, of course, a more compact fire starter kit would be better. If you don't like the idea of flares, well, they make a good backup if nothing else. I highly recommend you guys pick up one of these as well. They're called a FRED, F-R-E-D, a flashing roadside emergency disc. Now, they're available on Amazon right now for just under 13 bucks, so just over 12 bucks, like $12.11 or something like that. F-R-E-D, flashing roadside emergency disc. Guys, these things are so cheap, you should have at least two or three of them in your rig at, at any time. FREDs are extremely bright. They run up, for, run up to like 38 hours of runtime. They're shatterproof and rainproof. Having a couple Freds on hand will help, and I'm not talking about your buddies here, will help direct a rescue mission to your location a lot easier if placed down the way from a fork in the road or up on the edge of a trail that you may have found yourself falling down from. You want to bring provisions as well, at least enough provisions for two days and at least one gallon of water. You can't stay alive without food and water, folks, and this amount can be rationed out for a week or more if need be. and doesn't take up a lot of room either. You want to dress warm. More importantly, dress appropriately. Don't wear jeans and tennis shoes for a snow run. You guys may have to hike out, worst case scenario, and clothes like that will get you nowhere but frostbitten and hypothermic. It would also be a good idea to bring an extra set of socks, gloves, and a hat just in case your first set gets wet. They don't take up a lot of room as well, and all this stuff can be thrown in a backpack if nothing else. Have yourself a little bit of a bug out bag, and you'll be good to go. Extra gas will ensure that your rig is going to stay running in case you have to spend the night as well, and it's always a good idea to have a first aid kit on board. Now, when we're talking about actually going out into the snow and doing some wheeling, now, snow wheeling is a lot of fun, guys. It is an absolute blast. And for those of you who live down in the southern states, man, you're missing out. But one of the most important things that a lot of people miss out on in wheeling altogether, but also more importantly, when snow wheeling, is they don't air down. You have to air down, folks. This increases your tire's footprint and really helps keep you on top of the snow versus sinking in it. Now, those who have never driven on snow or experienced snow wheeling probably can't really relate to what I'm talking to or talking about here. Uh, but trust me, this is a very critical uh, operation when you're going out wheeling. Now, staying on roads and trails is very important. This not only makes it easier to find you if you get lost or stranded, but also guarantees you an easier and safer trip in and out. Getting off the beaten path can get you stuck, stranded, or broken, none of which is, is good in the snow. Keep momentum, but be safe. High speeds in snow is never a good idea. That fun, fluffy white blanket can hide obstacles or hazards that can ruin your day or your ride. Maintain momentum to carry you through some of the uh, the deeper stuff, but you know, just in, you don't want to go too fast, and you definitely don't want to go too slow. Uh, you know, if you're if you end up in a snow drift and you can't make your way forward or backwards, well, you're going to be screwed. You also want to make sure that uh, you're not going so fast you can't get yourself uh, you can't maneuver an emergency. Uh, you find a stick, a log, something you see it last minute, you're going too fast. Well, something bad could uh, potentially happen. 
Now, it's a good idea to stay in the ruts. If the trail's already been blazed, stay in those ruts. Stay in the ruts of the, of the vehicle that's in front of you or for the, you know, the ruts that are in the trail if they've already been blazed there. You may get bounced around a little bit, kind of that pinball action going back and forth, but the already compacted snow in the ruts will help keep you from getting stuck when in a group. Uh, or w- from getting stuck. Now, when you're in a group, the most capable rig should always be in the front, with the least capable rig being second to last. A good capable rig in the rear will make recovery a lot lesser. Uh, will make re- recovery of a lesser equipped rig a lot easier. Now, here's my final thoughts, folks. Communication is key on all of this stuff, both between rigs as well as back home. Going out and playing in the snow and out in the wilderness is a lot of fun, but make sure that somebody is going to know where you're at, where you're going, and when you're supposed to be back. CBs are essential, especially for inter-vehicle communication, and a fully charged cell phone may help with a recovery if you get stranded. And if you have a license, get a portable ham radio, just like the one that Tony was talking about and showing us a little bit ago. It can be your one and only lifeline in case the worst were to happen. Always go prepared for anything. It's better to be over-prepared than to find yourself lacking the one thing that can get you out or save your life. Hope for the best, but plan for the worst, and you'll always make it out alive. Yeah, and if you don't, you you damn well will. You damn sure we're well prepared. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, first and foremost, I mean that's the thing that hit me when you were talking about that story was, don't go alone. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess we all make those mistakes from time to time. But uh, the other thing that, that hit me was, I don't know how much gas he started with, but having half a tank, <laughs> I'm going. This is like two strikes, man. You go out by yourself. And you got half a tank when you get stuck. Well, well, I mean, yeah. you, you got off the trail, and then you only have half a tank of gas in uh, sub-zero or sub-freezing conditions. So, um, yeah, I, uh, you know, it, it never really dawned on me. I've lived my entire life in southeast Texas. Uh, it wasn't until I uh, was talking to a coworker uh, a number of years ago now where he was talking about during wintertime up in Wisconsin where he was from, uh, you oh, don't you yeah. don't leave the house with like less than half a tank or something, and I'm like, why? He says, well, you you could slide off and get stuck, and you wind up having to spend the night in your your vehicle, and if you can't run the engine, uh, you're gonna freeze. Yeah. And I'm like, holy crap, that makes sense. I never thought <laughs> yep. about it. <laughs> I yeah, mean, it's 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 amazing how just you know a, an ounce of common sense can really go a long long way. Uh, in, in well saving your life and making sure that you're not only going to have a good time, but that you're, you're going to get back and be able to tell the stories about it. Well, I mean, you could lose some toes. You know, your life might not be in danger, but uh, you may not be wearing sandals uh, any, any anytime soon uh, after your adventure uh, going out uh, in sub-freezing uh, temperatures and sandals. I mean, it's, it's all too easy to lose a finger, folks. I'm just... <laughs> well, that was from shop, though. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's great. Great information. And uh, also, too, a little little extra ham information. The uh, handheld that I was showing is uh, really for line-of-sight communications, uh, an HF radio, uh, and uh, even just a 102-inch whip mounted on your vehicle uh, with a, uh, uh, an antenna tuner would, uh, with an HF uh, amateur radio connected to it would allow you to talk uh, potentially anywhere in the world from anywhere in the world. And that's one of one of the reasons why I have one in my rig uh, is uh, if if I get stuck someplace, I can call for help. Hell, I can call somebody, call for help for somebody in Italy, and mm-hmm. uh, they can get on Skype or uh, just landline and uh, call somebody in the states for me. That'd be a hell of a call, but uh, it'd be kind of hard to explain to the authorities. But it doesn't matter; they would eventually get there to to help me. I mean, could you imagine this guy with an Italian accent? Uh, hey, I gotta, I, I'm talking to a guy, you know, five miles from you, <laughs> and he needs some help. It doesn't matter though if you get the help. Right, right. And, that, and that's what's important, uh, folks. Now, around here, uh, where I live and where I wheel, we've got repeater stations all over the place. So it's, it's easy to hit uh, you know, a repeater and be able to get out uh, from, from one of those. Uh, I know I'm talking a little bit over some of your guys' heads and don't understand this, and I only understand half of it myself. I'm still in the midst of studying and, and learning all this stuff myself. But recently, one of the, the guys in, in my Naxja crew um, was out doing some exploring himself. Uh, by himself and he ended up getting stuck in what was previously a puddle that he had driven over that was iced over and when he came back uh, i think that his vehicle had fractured the ice 
and he ended up getting stuck in this puddle. And he was able to chop away some of the ice and get himself maneuvered a little bit in a better, a slightly better position to where he could uh, get a winch line up and, and get himself out of that position. But in doing so, the winch fried. Uh, just pulling the winch out uh, and going to you know uh, spool out, uh, one of the solenoids ended up exploding. And he was left stranded basically where he sat uh, in this ice puddle uh, with no winch, no means of recovery other than, well, trying to dig, dig his way out, which wasn't going to work in, in his position. Uh, and all his, his only lifeline was the Freds that he had on board uh, and his, uh, his, uh, his ham radio. He hiked up a hill about 100 yards, managed to hit a repeater, and uh, managed to get a guy on the phone to, to send out another relay uh, and, and managed to, to get, some, get a call out for help. And, uh, and sheriff's department came and some friends came and they got him, uh, they got him pulled out and he made it. Now he was well equipped. Um, uh, although him, he was very well prepared, uh, he shouldn't have been out by himself. That being said, he could have stayed several days up there. Uh, he had plenty of gas, plenty of provisions, uh, and all kinds of survival, survival gear as well. Uh, if it wasn't for his radio though, he probably would have spent, uh, the better part of three or four days up there, which would have been no fun at all. Uh, but at least he was able to get a call out for help and uh, got himself recovered. Yeah, I think the key here is to have multiple options uh, because yes. something can fail. Uh, a multitude, several, several things in a row can fail, but uh, the likelihood of uh, of them all failing is is small. And that way, you get out, and uh, hopefully, you get out uh, an all all in one piece and no little black bits hanging off your body. Yeah, or the jeep. <laughs> Hey, what, do you want me to do this, or do you want to do the Facebook review that we got? You do it. You know, okay, I'll, I'll take you it. You do it, um, folks. Normally, we we go through reviews that you know come in from iTunes, and of course, we love hearing your guys' voicemails and, and all the other stuff. Uh, we haven't gotten very many Facebook reviews, and, and of course, uh, XJ Talk and XJ Talk Show is on Facebook. Make sure you guys head over there and uh, and make sure you guys like us and friend us and all that good stuff. Uh, but a guy named uh, Nick Nick G. Uh, I don't uh, Nick G. Giordano. I, man, I don't even know his last name. Anyways, he says last week's show, episode one hundred and eight, had me in tears. I had listened to it twice to catch all the stuff I missed while laughing so hard. Merry Christmas, XJ Talk. So big thanks to Nick there for spending some time and and giving us a, a stellar review. Glad you had a good time listening to episode one hundred and eight. Uh, if you guys missed that show, please head over to xjtalkshow.com. Check out episode 108. It was a good one. Yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. I remember. It was, only, it was like last week or something. Uh, something like that, yeah. <laughs> Amazon.com and the XJ Talk Show present You Bought What? All right, guys. Well, uh, you've heard it before. And for those who haven't, I'm going to give you a little bit of an, uh, an update as far as what's going on here. Tony and I and the XJ Talk Show and XJTalk.com, we have a great little relationship going on with Amazon.com. How this works is, well, you guys head over to one of our two sites, xjtalk.com or xjtalkshow.com. You click on the Amazon banner there on the homepage. It takes you straight over to Amazon. You can do all your online shopping right then and there. You're not going to spend a single dime, not a red penny more for anything you purchase, but Amazon has agreed to give us a little bit of a kickback off of each one of your purchases. Now, we don't get to see who's buying what. All we get to see is what's been purchased. And uh, we get a little, you know, something, something out of it all. And then, well, we get up a great list of all these neat items that we see that you guys have been buying. And sometimes you guys throw us a, a very interesting curveball. And sometimes we get some really cool stuff. And sometimes we get some high dollar stuff, too. It all helps keep the, uh, the website running, the lights on over here at XJ Talk Show. And, well, we really appreciate all the help. You guys have been doing a fantastic job over the last couple of months getting ready for the holiday season. We don't want you guys to stop. So keep uh, telling a friend. Tell your family members, head over to XJ Talk Show, head over to xjtalk.com, click on the Amazon banner, and keep doing your online shopping that way. So uh, what we have is a little contest here where <clears throat> if Josh messes up and uses the past tense of bought, which all of us that have ever been to high school know there there is yeah. no, no difference in the presence and past tense of bought, but Josh has uh, uh, got a little <laughs> excited at times and, and used the word bought and so at, at any time that we're reading these uh, items from Amazon that have been purchased by you uh, and uh, Josh messes up and says, Boughton, you need to be the first caller. And uh, Josh, you got that number? I, uh, I don't have it in front of me. Yeah, I sure do, guys. The live call in line and, and get a pencil and pen ready. You're going to need this. Uh, we don't have the high-tech phone screener device uh, people and all that kind of stuff that the fancy FM radio stations do. So you guys got to call this number. 
area code 267-507-0240. And it's going to ask you to uh, enter in a code. That code is going to hook you up straight to us. That code is 219-835. So those numbers, again, are 267-507-0240. And that code, 219-835. Now, that's going to get you into to, to talk to us. If you hear me say that word, botan, you're going to need to call that number, enter in that code. And if you're the first caller and you have the phrase that pays, which is, I need more butter on my roll, please. Again, that phrase that pays, I need more butter on my roll, please. You call in your first caller with that phrase that pays, and we're going to go ahead and give you, uh, well, a gift, an Amazon gift card good for the value of the price of the item that I screw up on. And, uh, and Tony has threatened that if I end up screwing up on a price uh, on something that's, well, more than two digits long, uh, well, I'm going to end up having to come out of pocket myself. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, and I think that this serves to make him more nervous and have him uh, Oh, I'm say already the word. nervous. <laughs> say the word uh, anyway. So, <laughs> you know, anyway, we'll get going here in a second and appreciate you guys uh, hanging in there. Now, I, I will mention, if you're confused because you're listening to the podcast, yes, you are correct. You cannot win because you're not watching the live show. Oh, aren't we the devils? Because yeah. there's there's the rub where we try to get you to come join us on the live show. Because if you join us on the live show, then you have a chance to win the contest. See how it works, boys and girls. Yeah. Now, come on, you guys. You got a, a YouTube app on your smartphone. It's really easy to join us in on the live shows every Thursday, 10 p.m. Central Time. Uh, and we do this about every other week or so, give or take. And sometimes we, we may go a couple few weeks. But uh, but rest assured, we, we this is a regular segment to the show. We love doing this, and we have a lot of fun with it. So without further ado, Tony, should we just dive into some of these items here that are on the list? Absolutely. Now, I like this one because uh, it shows that uh, you can be any age and uh, be getting stuff, uh, saving stuff on Amazon.com. It's a boys rock baby uh, three-piece jacket set with hooded jacket, fleece pant, oh, red. And hey. <laughs> so so there's an infant out there that... Uh, got something nice and i bet you that was a christmas present i think that's one of those uh, items that uh, were were purchased uh, earlier in the month that, that was only 14.99 at amazon.com oh that's awesome now there's a couple books here that that i saw that i've got to pay a little bit of tribute to because uh uh well this is just kind of something that's uh that's in my wheelhouse a little bit i there's two books here one's called in the cockpit Two: inside history making aircraft of world war ii and the other one is distribution system modeling and analysis third edition. Now I love aircraft. I, you know, flight simulators, uh, especially world war two airplanes, just something about them is just so cool. And of course, distribution system modeling. Well, that's electronics. It just screams electronics. And that's definitely in my wheelhouse as well. Uh, two items that I think is very cool. Here's a, uh, tough led lights, two by four inch round. Okay. I don't know how it's round oval. I guess uh, I could buy into 27 watt LED work lamp light. I don't know why they call them work lamps. You know, I never understood that either. But a lot of these off-road LED lights are being called work lights, or or and it, it's it's weird because they're they're definitely not work lights. Oh but, my god! Uh, Could you imagine the spots that you would see if you were trying to use some of these things to 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 work on? I mean, I guess if you set them up on a tripod, 27 yeah. feet from where you are, it might be a work light. I was gonna say you'd, you'd have to have them up on a pole or something. But anyway, uh, this is, uh, oh, and I lost my place. Uh, work light, uh, 1,550 lumens. So, so not, uh, not really, really bright. Uh, I'm looking at the, the seven inches I had were 4,500 lumens. So okay. yeah. Uh, but anyway, these were $50 and 23 cents from amazon.com. Now here's a, a relatively inexpensive item. And I see these things all over the place out here in, in my area. These are the XJ Euro oval jeep cherokee bumper stickers and so it's going to be that that white oval it's a european style of sticker uh and it has the just the letters xj on it and uh and, and I, I see them all over the place it's only two dollars and 35 cents on amazon.com that would have made a great stocking stuffer oh here's something really handy and i don't know if you guys are aware of this or not this is a sandisk connect 16 gig uh, gigabyte wireless flash drive and uh, if I'm, I didn't research this one, but I believe what they're talking about here is it gives your device not only the 16 gigabytes of storage, but also allows it to communicate wirelessly through that card. 
So you can actually do Wi-Fi uh, through that, that little SD card, or I'm not sure if that said SD or not, but it's a, uh, uh, yeah, it says the model number is SD. So it probably is a little SD memory card, but it has the, the Wi-Fi built into it. So it gives you Wi-Fi and additional memory. That, uh, that probably explains the price. It's uh, $46.99 from Amazon.com. Man, I love technology. That is yeah. just cool stuff right there. Now, we've told you guys that you've thrown us some curveballs. If you go back and, and you listen uh, to some of the previous episodes when we do this segment, uh, we get some really off-the-wall stuff. And the first time I saw this item, I, I really I, I highlighted it because I was like, oh boy, here we go again. And and no, folks, this, this isn't the butt plug, but uh, <laughs> this might go kind of towards that. Uh, but it's in the tools and hardware section, so I don't know. It's called the Curly Q Oil and Latex Paint Roller Cleaner Tool. Now, I... Uh, I know when I saw oil and latex, I kind of got all squirmy and everything. I, you know, I'm sure my mind is in the gutter. Obviously, this thing is just for cleaning and restoring uh, latex paint rollers or something like that. Any case, it was only ten dollars and ninety cents, and and I figured I'd go ahead and, and have some fun with that. Hey, here's something you were talking about a uh, for in the sports and outdoors section, magnesium fire starter. So uh, oh, you can take that huh. little thing off road, and it's I'm sure it's a very small little deal. And uh, you can start a fire only four dollars and thirty nine cents. Now here's another one that's kind of in my wheelhouse: Mobile Electronics, the uh, GT Power RC Flashing LED Lighting Kit for scale cars and trucks. Now here recently on a on a on a recent show of the XJ Talk Show, I started talking about some security stuff, and I think it's back in episode ninety seven or something. I, don't quote me on that, but uh, I did a whole security breakdown of stuff that you can do for your Jeep Cherokee to keep it safe and keep it in the driveway. And one of the things I was talking about was a little red flashing light. And if you pick up one of those, well, heck, it makes it look like your Jeep's got an alarm at least. This thing might be one of those. So if one of you guys out there at least uh, might be taking some of my advice, taking the cheap way, $13.09 got them that little red flashing LED light. Okay, this one caught my eye. It's also the dirty mind thing. When I first saw it, I thought it said breast silicone, but it doesn't. It says the best silicone heat resistant. <laughs> You know, what's wrong? What's the deal with women? Uh, those are probably fake. And I always say, if it doesn't change change the taste, what do I care? So yeah. the, the silicone heat-resistant grilling barbecue glove set, great for use in kitchen handling uh, all high-temperature foods, uh, used as a pot holder uh, or any protective thing. I guess you could probably even uh, use it to uh, put the pot on uh, the counter with. Those things are great. Uh, you uh, you look like uh, some uh, <laughs> bad Japanese monster with them on, you know. But uh, they're uh, they're they're quite nice. Yeah, all this talk about silicone and oil and latex and everything. I am getting all squirmy over here, guys. You guys, uh, I was thinking you guys were going to throw us uh, some more curveballs and end up with some of this more uh, uh, NC seventeen type of stuff on this. But uh, but nonetheless, well, here's here's one that I saw that uh, well definitely would be something that I would have in uh, in my spice rack. It's called the Spice Labs 16-ounce Applewood Smoked Sea Salt Yakima Applewood. Uh, mm. Obviously, this is Applewood's out of Yakima. It's just up the way from where I live, about three or four hours. It says it's great on barbecue. I have absolutely no doubt that it would be. The Spice Labs 16-ounce Applewood Smoked Sea Salt. Man, that sounds good. Yeah, it does. I'm getting hungry. I've already eaten, too, so... Uh... <laughs> I know I'm going to end up having another dinner here by the time the show's over. <laughs> okay, okay, we got to wrap up with this one. So, uh, and good job, Josh. You didn't screw up this week. I That's did, amazing. I did. Yeah, first time I broke my losing streak. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so anyway, uh, this is in the uh, grocery gourmet food. Uh, Pop Rocks Extreme Sour Candy, forty-eight. It's only fifteen dollars and ninety-nine cents. You remember Pop Rocks? Yeah, Pop Rocks I haven't seen cool. those since I was a kid. Yeah. That's, that's the other cool thing about Amazon. You can get candies that you don't normally see anymore, uh, that you don't, uh, the, the, they're very difficult to find. You can find them on uh, Amazon and uh, surprise your family. Introduce your kids to things that they've never tried before, candies they've never tried before. I'm sorry, I have to be specific because of some of the other things they sell on Amazon. Yeah, well, <laughs> I, I just hope those things haven't been around since I was a kid. I, that's, that's old uh, old Pop Rocks candy, man. I don't know if I'd want to eat that. Oh, no, that's new stuff. Uh, I'm sure it's made in China now, though. Yeah, exactly. Josh <laughs> just found out what you bought. Oh my God, I just can't believe that made it on the list. Well, guys, I'm sorry that Josh didn't screw up this week and uh, we didn't uh, give away any uh, gift certificates from Amazon.com. But what the hell do you need more stuff for? It was Christmas yesterday, so lighten up. Send all your, your negative comments and stuff to Josh. 
Yeah, that's care of Josh <laughs> at xjtalk.com. Or he'll also answer to Yash. That's right. <laughs> well, guys, keep up the good work on the Amazon.com purchases. Uh, make sure you guys are telling a friend uh, to head over. If they're doing some online shopping, I know you guys got some gift cards out there and going to be doing some online shopping here uh, after the Christmas season. Got to uh, you know get on some of those after Christmas sales. Make sure they're heading over to XJ Talk or XJ Talk Show before they do any of that online shopping and clicking on that Amazon banner. Uh, we can keep this game rolling and keep the lights on. Hey, big announcement. We have over 300 subscribers on our YouTube channel now, Josh. Outstanding. Yep, I've been uh, posting up on uh, uh, Facebook and Twitter asking you guys to step up and uh, go over there and subscribe. I'm trying to talk and get to the site at the same time so I can give you an accurate count, but I uh, want to thank you very much. If you haven't uh, subscribed to our YouTube channel yet, just go to youtube.com slash user slash xjtalk and uh, you'll get weekly notifications of, uh, uh, well, I'm sorry, you'll get notifications of any videos that we put up and uh, we at least have uh, video, uh, new videos every one, once a week, if not from this show, if something else that we do. You'll see some shenanigans that I usually get into, uh, like uh, what would you do? And uh, <laughs> I was a victim. <laughs> I was a victim of hit and run. You've seen those, haven't you, Josh? Yes, yes, I have. Yeah, people uh, kind of, well, just because you got your turn signal on, folks, doesn't mean that you can just go ahead and pop into that lane. But I, Tony's got a dash cam, and he's always posting up uh, some very interesting videos. So, Tony, make sure you keep those rolling to us as well. Yeah, I literally got hit by a Fiat, one of those little bitty red Fiats, and you can see a slight bump in the video whenever I got hit. Oh, jeez. Yeah, well, glad three, I'm sorry, up. 308, Josh. 308, that's great. Uh, well, keep them coming, guys, and make sure you guys are heading over to iTunes as well. If you're using iTunes or you know somebody who is, turn them onto the podcast. Make sure you guys head over to iTunes, uh, download those, and give us a five-star review. Leave a review comment, and you'll be sure to get it on the air. Don't forget to join us uh, on xjtalk.com. Become a member. Remember, we don't have any bashing, uh, flashing. Well, there might be some flashing, but no bashing, and uh, any question is fair game to ask. Uh, even a post that's uh, 10 years old is fine to post on. We don't play none of those games, folks. We're here, uh, there to help, and here to help you uh, learn more and have some fun. Yep, no such thing as a stupid question, and no such thing as an excuse for not calling our 24-7 voicemail line. That's 530-675-4102. Give that number a call. Leave us a message. You'll be sure to get on the air. <laughs> I'll be playing that for like six months. Hey, wait, wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold on here, Tony. Wait a minute. We forgot the voicemails. What are you doing? Damn it. Okay, here we go. Hey, this is Tony. And this is Josh from the XJ Talk Show. We want to thank you for calling our 24-7 voice line. Yes, we do. Just leave your first name and your question or comment. There's no guarantee, but we may play your message on the podcast. Oh, and don't worry about keeping it clean. We'll take care of that. Now it's your turn to speak at the beep. Hey, this is Mickey G, and I bet you guys are just waiting for me to say a red Jeep joke, but uh, it's not going to happen. Not doing it. All right, talk to you later. You guys have a good one. Bye. And now, another message from Josh's subconscious. Oh, boy. <laughs> Ugh, I can't believe some stinker poophead tried messing with my Jeepy Weepy. I heard my baby calling me with his little chirpy poo alarm, and I had to run all crazy-like outside in my nightgown. Spilled my nail polish all over my new issue of Playgirl, too. Ugh. Oh, well, I'll claw their eyes out if they ever come back. And why did Denver D1 have to call in and complain about butt plugs? I hope he didn't figure out it was me who had bought it. Oh, no. I bet he did, and he's jealous. That bitch. I'll just have to talk about The Walking Dead some more, and that'll teach him. <laughs> and Tony almost added me talking about my plug kit. I'll just have to redirect the conversation next time to his 44-inch lightning rod. <clears throat> or, uh, LED bar, rather. <laughs> oh, crap. I'm missing the Miss Oregon Trail beauty pageant. Oh, no! <gasps> I had, not, uh, I had not listened all the way into that. I didn't know I was. I don't know. I didn't know I was getting butt plugged as well. 
<laughs> oh, man. Uh, I, I can't take it anymore. You know why fire engines are first on the scene? Because they're red. Unless you live in places where they're yellow and green, then I guess uh, they just bring marshmallows. It felt good to get that off my chest. I'm going to have to take up smoking, because I think that'll be easier to quit. All right, guys, I'll chat to you later. You have a good one. That was a Nikki G, in case you haven't noticed. Bye-bye. Oh, man. Hey, this Love is Nikki G. I just wanted to wish everybody a happy new year. And uh, for my new year's resolution, I am not going to make any more red Jeep jokes. <laughs> and I also like to thank uh, and welcome back Steve to Jeep tips. I really missed the Jeep tips. Uh, one Jeep tip I'd like to see him address is how do I prevent other drivers from shouting profanity at me? All right, gentlemen, I will chat at you later. You have a good one. Bye. <laughs> well, thanks guys for the, uh, Man. The anonymous one and uh, the Nikki G's. Thank you very much. <laughs> always, uh, always a pleasure, Nikki G and uh, anonymous. <laughs> Man, you literally brought a tear to my eye. Uh, thanks. I haven't laughed that hard in a while. Good times. <laughs> All right, guys. Have a good week. We'll see you. We'll see you next week. This uh, same uh, XJ Talk time, same XJ Talk channel.